making sales social to me is is about reaching beyond that that current circle of relationships or maintaining that that circle of relationships that we have and um, driving them deeper and understanding each other a little bit better whatever that means in a professional setting in a personal setting um, and and being known I think in an honest way because a lot of the things we put out there are honest they're genuine and, and occasionally they're smart Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales and marketing. Join hosts Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick as they discuss the best tips and strategies they are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Here are your hosts, Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick. Hey, welcome to Making Sales Social. I'm Bill McCormick. I'm Bryn Tillman. So Bryn, who's joining us today? I'm really excited. So uh, we have Neil Anderson here with an E-N, by the way. Um, and I met him on Clubhouse, which is an audio-only platform where you go into rooms on topics. And I was blown away at some of the insights uh, that Neil was sharing. And he was kind enough to engage with me on LinkedIn. And we set up a call. And I thought, man there is so much in what Neil has to offer that our audience can gain from. And so I'm really excited. I'm going to have him introduce himself in a second, but we're going to talk about a subject that is so important, which is aligning mission and vision with your sales teams. And so Neil, I can't wait. Tell everyone a little bit about you. Well, uh, let me start with A5 Advisory and and a little bit about what we do there. So we, we work primarily with uh, executive leaders to help them refine their strategy, messaging, and, and execute through sales and marketing those strategies. Uh, no more complicated than that. Uh, come, come from a background of, of sales in, in both B2C and B2B, built some sales teams, uh, done a lot of branding work, and uh, spent the last six or seven years of my career in, in sales enablement, sales training, and leadership development. Fantastic. So we ask every every guest the same question leading right off is, Neil, what does making sales social mean to you? Good question. Uh, so social to me, I, I think about social media and you know one of the things we teach is stories. So let me let me start with a little story uh, that that ties back to, to social media. And so um, I graduated high school a few years ago. Uh, we'll say more than more than twenty five, maybe closer to thirty. And obviously uh, I'm on Facebook, stay connected with a lot of people. And, and there's people that I haven't seen since I was in high school, since before I left high school. And I was back in Louisville, which I mentioned my hometown, Louisville, Kentucky, was back there for some, some events going on with Derby, seeing some friends and walking down the street there, there was a face that I completely recognized. Hadn't seen this face in probably 35 years, but knew this face and this face had changed significantly in the past 35 years, and she recognized me. And this was someone that, that was actually a couple years older than me, was friends with my sister, but I was, I was friends with her younger siblings, but we recognized each other. And I think about that and the power that social media has to keep us connected, even across the years and, and you know, with, with distance between us. Um, I knew she had three kids, I knew their names, I knew some of them were into dance, uh, even knew a couple of her political views and recognized her face after all of these years. And she recognized me 
just like that when we pass each other. So I think about social media and the power of that. And what that means for selling is um, it is a way to stay connected or get connected to um, our, our circle of friends, our relationships. And it does come down to relationships. It allows us to reach beyond that. And, and once we do reach beyond that, to stay connected or get connected in a way that we, we just can't with, with any other set of tools. And so, you know, making sales social to me is, is about reaching beyond that, that current circle of relationships or maintaining that, that circle of relationships that we have and um, driving them deeper and understanding each other a little bit better, whatever that means in a professional setting, in a personal setting, and being known, I think, in an honest way, because of a lot of the things we put out there are honest, they're genuine, and, and occasionally they're smart. So I love that. Um, Brian Fanzo, I don't know if you know, Brian Fanzo has a quote that's probably one of my favorite of all times. And I haven't thought about it in a really long time, but you just inspired it, which is social media does not take the place of a handshake, but it does make a handshake a hug. To me, that's like one of the greatest things, right? So by the time you actually meet them in person, you already have love for them. You're already connected, right? And I, th- I always thought that always resonated so much with me. Yeah, you, you, you've already started to develop a, a relationship. And, you know, I think uh, uh, the first time I met Bryn was in New York City at Lincoln's LinkedIn. offices um, in, in, um, in New York City. And we had already known each other for a while, but had never, had never met. And so it wasn't a, a handshake. We gave each other a hug and it was great to see each other. And, and so... And another thing I would point out is, is with social is that it is our persona. You know, Mark Hunter says nowadays our reputation arrives before we do because people can look at us. We're not just a number on a phone. We're not just a name in an email inbox. We're a, we're a picture. You know, before we got on, I looked at you, Neil. I looked you up on LinkedIn. I was checking you out. And that's what, what people do. So, so let's switch gears here. I'm really interested to hear about vis- vision, mission, and sales. And I think to start with, what's your definition and the difference between a vision and a mission? I think a vision is a, a picture for me. I'm a visual thinker. A vision is, is an idea of what could be. A mission is the decision to go about it. So um, I can have a vision of, of all kinds of fairy tales. I'm on a mission when I've decided to take action against that mission. So how does that relate to, to, to sales? I think, first of all, we're, we're all selling something. I love, uh, you've probably read Daniel Pink, To Sell is Human. We all sell something. Um, and I think for a long time, and this, this is part of, of the change at A5 that, that we're after, that's part of our mission. Change the way companies do business. Nothing nefarious there, nothing, nothing the, mysterious about that. But... I think, uh, and maybe you'll agree with this, especially when it comes to, to things like LinkedIn. I looked at what I look at what LinkedIn has become, what it was, and what it's become. LinkedIn used to be, it was a resume source. It was a you know, here's my resume, and here is a backwards-looking view at the things I've done. From that, you can judge who I might be, um, and then you can craft your own vision of of what that looks like going forward as a relationship. And I think this big this big shift is. Um, that, that I'm seeing is much more towards the future. Here's ideas that I have. Here's why I believe in something. Here's the mission that I'm on or purpose, things that I care about, putting that out there. And, and here's a forward-looking view of what could be. So that vision and some of that mission um, perspective about me and my persona, my company, 
um, and finding some alignment there. So, you know, I think that's that's part of the change we're after. The remind me of your question again, so I can make sure that I I, I hit it. So, so, so how vision and mission align with sales? Yeah. So here's what what we see a lot, and I think we've all seen some of this: is companies come up with great missions, and I think the intent is there. The missing missing piece for salespeople or, or anyone in an organization is uh, when I ask salespeople, "What is your personal mission? What do you want out of your life?" And what role does this organization you're working with play in helping you achieve that mission? They don't have to be 100% in alignment, but they miss that. And and so for all of us, especially in sales, is is we miss that piece of of what is my mission? We're all on one, whether we've written it down and whether we can clearly articulate it or not. And so when we look for um, that alignment between us and our organization, and then this third party that we often forget about, what's the mission of our clients? How do those three sync up and, and can we find alignment there? And it's so, so important that as a salesperson, I think the good salespeople, whether they understand the mechanics or know this or not, the good salespeople do that. They can articulate, here's what my company does, does well, why they do it. Here's why that's important to me. And here's what I understand about you and where you want to go with your organization, what you're trying to accomplish and how we can work together to do that. And sales is no more complicated if we want to dump it down to aligning those purposes and missions. But um, we have to understand what each is. And so many individuals and especially salespeople don't really know what their personal mission is. I, I love that. And, and, you know, we don't talk about personal mis- mission, right? We tend to talk about what is the company's goals? What is the company's mission? Where do you play in that? But rarely do we ever hear what does that mean to the individual? And so I love that, that you're starting there because the company is made up of individuals and they're showing up every day. Do you know why? I, I think back to, you know, we had Fred Diamond on a, a few episodes back and he talked about, you know, we're all our, we're all each individually the president of our own self, of our own brand. And, and as you were talking, I was thinking how important it is for salespeople for us to have a personal vision and a personal mission Yes, around our lives and what we're doing, not just in not just professionally, but also all personally. But how about that we have a vision and a mission for our client that takes our client in in mind to say, this is, you know, think Bryn, when we talk about headline, who you help, how you help them, the results you bring, putting that into a value statement or a vision statement that says, This is what I want to do for my client. And then the mission is how I go about doing it. So curious, Neil, about your, your thoughts about that. I love that. Yeah, it, it's a um, good question. Good point, Bill, is, is here's what I see with, with salespeople that I work with where, where I think they struggle is um, the mission of, of their employer, their company comes first. Uh, got to hit the number, got to hit the quota, got to sell the product or service. Second is my mission of making money and doing so. And third is the mission maybe of my client or prospect. However, and this is where where I believe we just get off brand as salespeople, as marketers, as companies and organizations, is it really needs to be when I show up, the things I will say to you as a salesperson or in my marketing or in my branding is um, I want to be your partner. Brian, if I said I want to be your life partner, uh, you would have expectations of, of, uh, of, give and get and partnership and who comes first and those things. And it means something totally different than it does in the business world. But I don't think it should mean 
they shouldn't, those, those definitions shouldn't be so far apart. When I show up with a client, I say, I want to be your partner. Here's what a partner means. I'm going to put you first in these situations. I do have to make money as, as a company. I do have to be successful as a, as a salesperson or as a service deliverer. I have to do that, but you're not going to come last in this relationship. And understanding your mission, being able to say that and understanding who you should be engaged with, that changes that dynamic of that relationship. If I can put you first and say we're a partner, at least we're on, on equal ground. And that just doesn't happen. And, and having clarity of mission, having confidence in what it is you're trying to accomplish, where your strengths are, it just allows you to show up in a very different way. And people see it. They see it right off the bat. People aren't stupid. So one of the things we say often is we've got to detach from what that client is worth to us and attach to what we're worth to the client. Yeah. And so when you can do that, you can really truly bring value. And um, Bill often quotes Larry Levine in, in uh, I'll quote at this time where, you know, people can smell commission breath. <laughs> right? yeah. And, and, you know, to Scott Schilling says, you know, we need, we need to come in with high intention, but low attachment. And as a salesperson, that's a great sentiment. And, and, and I'm fortunate enough that I'm in an organization where I'm allowed that latitude. You know, Bryn's not looking over my head with my quota number so that that's what I'm thinking about. But so many salespeople today, and you said it, you know, you know, there's a leadership and there's a number to hit. And that number is new every month. And even if I hit that great and I get that great deal, I'm happy for about five minutes, maybe. But then I think, oh, I got to I got to do this again. Mm -hmm. And so it's 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 good to say, OK, yeah, I'm going to come in with with high intention and low attachment. But but really, for many salespeople, they're coming in with really high attachment because, man, do I need this? So how can how can sales leaders align that mission and, and, and vision to the sales team in such a way that enables them to come in to serve the client to make that really the mission and the vision rather than you got to hit this number. Well, I think we um, you have to change the cadence and the priority of conversations. And so uh, I have yet to work for an organization that doesn't either start or end the week with what did we get from our clients. So it comes down to forecasting, it comes down to closed deals. And those are important things. I don't want to say, you know, if we're not here as a business, if there is no, uh, Can't help anyone. if negative cash flow occurs for too long, there is no business. That's not a complicated concept. So we do have to have that there. It is a, a health check and it's an important component of, of us existing as an organization, as individuals. We have to have that. But, but too often, well, I would say exclusively, the conversation starts and ends with that. And so the, the measurement for me is when, uh, as a sales leader, as a business owner, when I walk into conversations and they start with, what have we done for our clients and where are we on our measurement of, of delivering value to them? When conversations start that way, more often than not, um, that's the difference there. And so, you know, it, it's, it's easy to get bogged down into the, um, we have to deliver results, we have to make forecasts, we have to predict the future. Um, and I, I, my analogy is this, is as sales leaders and as business owners, we are asked to predict the score of the game three seasons out, uh, you know, in the seventh, at the, you know, seventh inning, bottom of the half, who's going to be up to bat and what's going to be the score. I have no way of predicting that, but they ask us to do things like that. So, that's that's the change that has to happen is is the ask of um, 
of that information and the prioritization of that and, and changing the conversation more to what have we done than what did we get. So do you think focusing more on productive activity versus outcomes or a balance of the two? So, you know, if I'm working with, with, with salespeople, I'm going to say I'm a sales leader and I'm working with a bunch of people, what should we focus on mm -hmm. that, you know, that creates a productive team? Uh, Long-term, I think, is the, is the added piece of that question we have to put there. Because I, I can squeeze a sales team on behaviors and activity hard enough to get the results I need. Um, I, I can do that, um, but it won't last. I will turn people over. I will burn people out, including clients. And, and eventually what happens is I have enough turnover that we forget why we brought this client in. Uh, when we work with new clients, and, and most of them have been around, we work tend to work with this 10 to $100 million category of client is where they have the most need for what we do and where we bring the most value. Um, I'll ask them, okay, how many clients do you have? Um, if I asked you why they originally brought in your product or your service, can you tell me why they did that? They have no idea. You know, the, the original purpose for the relationship and the business engagement has long since fizzled. And there, there is no purpose behind them that they can, anyone can put their finger on of, of why they're still engaged. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and I think really what, and that's what you said is, is over the, over the long term. you know, mm -hmm. and, and we have to be, we have to be focused on that because, but we also have to look at numbers. I mean, you, you said it in so, so eloquently, but you know, we, we can't evaluate something that's not measured. So, so we have to measure it. And I think it comes down to what we are measuring. And for the sales leaders out there, I, I'd say, as Bryn said, you know, we have to also start looking at activities because you said it, it's all about conversations. We can, we can have more quality conversations. As we say, what we want to do is we want to slow down our outreach to speed up our, out, our outcome because on LinkedIn, it's all about numbers now. You know, people are, I'm sure you're getting it. Sales pitches every single day. It, it's crazy because people are just, they can't get in front of people like they used to. So they're just throwing so much mud against the wall and hoping some sticks. Of course, they don't realize that the mud that's sticking isn't good anyway. But, but if we can do that, if we can focus on conversations also, I think that will really, will really help us. So any parting thoughts, Bryn? It's interesting because, well, I mean, I have some some great takeaways from today and it gets you thinking a little bit differently about what creates a successful sales team, what creates uh, an effective sales culture. And, and so a couple things that stand out for me is let's really find out we need to do this internally too, right? What's their why? Why are they here? What's their mission? What's their passion? We haven't done that even internally. So that's like a major like takeaway for me. Um, although I could guess uh, we shouldn't make assumptions, right? Like so, so having each person really express their vision and mission of their personally and inside of the company. Like I think like that's just something I've never even considered. And the other thing is we want to make sure that that's aligning with our mission and our vision of where we want our company to be, right? So Bill and I talk about it all the time. We're constantly talking about mission and vision. Are we aligning it with, I mean, I think we're doing a pretty good job, but 
I'm seeing some gaps. So I had some personal takeaways in this. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious now, how important is it for, for that kind of thing to be written down? Because we do, we talk about it a lot, but how important is it to get that written down? The personal mission? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's hugely important. And we, um, through one of our workshops that we do that, that um, helps you build your personal mission, um, doesn't do any good if you don't turn that into a set of goals, which are then prioritized, which are put into a, a daily action plan. Um, I think it's very important because whether we're salespeople, especially as business owners and leaders, you know, at the end of the day, I, I and I can think of, of times when I work 14, 15 hour days, six days a week, preparing weekend forecasts for Monday morning, all these things. Um, and yet I, I still felt like I wasn't getting things done. I wasn't satisfied with with the, the outcomes. They were great outcomes by business measurements, um, the time I put in and by those activities that we just talked about that we can measure and that we have to check the box on and, and put numbers to. But that sense of fulfillment's not there. And the reason for that was, I didn't know until, until I was 49 years old, I didn't really take the time to write down my personal mission, what I wanted to accomplish, why I wanted to accomplish it, now I can do, um, it's not that I do less, but I do less business stuff, more personal things, um, more giving back to people. And, and I can look at my daily plan and say, okay, I got 80% of that done, or I accomplished it all plus some extra things. And I, I filled the buckets that I need to fill, not just the work bucket, the family bucket, the spiritual bucket, um, these just passion project buckets that I never thought were ever going to become anything. And I'm starting to see over time, by putting some numbers to those 10 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, writing some things, sharing some things, networking with pe some people to, to start some things in motion. I'm seeing more things happen and I'm more satisfied with that. So I guess I would say, however important it is to be satisfied with your life is as important as it is to have a personal mission statement. That's so good. That's so good. So um, if, if I'm listening to this, I'm a sales leader, or maybe I'm just a salesperson, how can they go about staying in touch with you and getting help from you about that vision and mission statement? So a couple of things that come to mind. One, you can come find us on Clubhouse, one of my new favorite places to hang out and get to know people. I, I like this platform. Not a lot of, of direct marketing that I can push out there, but I, I can be myself, share information. And I think the the beauty of Clubhouse for me is, is you really get to know people in a very genuine way. They're open, um, social. So you can join us on uh, on Clubhouse uh, in one of our clubs. It is B2B Sales Magic. And we also have a website, b2bsalesmagic.com, excuse me, .club. Um, you can find us there. Um, some resources, some times for all of that. You can also find us at a5advisory.com. We can find out more about some of the uh, the mission work that we do, reality maps, and uh, some of the leadership programs that we've put together around brand strategy and other things. Fantastic. So we'll make sure and put all of those links in the in the resource page here so everyone can download it. So Neil Anderson, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you to all of our listeners for, for tuning in, for making sales social. So as you're out and about this week, don't forget to make your sales social. See you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social Podcast. Leave a review down below. 
Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.